Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fashion Decipher. My name is Sean Williams, and today we have a really awesome guest. I'm so in, just happy to introduce him to you guys. I met him last year. Um, he is a multi-hyphenate. He's so talented in so many areas. We have Mr. Elijah Glass. Elijah, how are you? Wonderful, wonderful. How about yourself? Good, Everybody. good. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just get into your career? Because I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole you into just saying that you're a model. You're more than a model. If you could just give everyone an idea of what you actually do, you're creative more than just a model. I see myself more as a creative more than anything. Uh, mm -hmm. Creative strategist, creative content creator, creative developer, whatever you want to call it. Um, just a creative all around. Definitely visual arts was one of my first loves. So always drawing, painting, still doing stuff with that. That's a path of mine, um, which led me more into the athletics, which now I'm into sports and fitness and training and nutrition. Then going into modeling, of course, that is my my go-to thing for the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I would love to, I'm, I'm still growing that. So definitely would love to see where that takes me. It's just all about the process and the journey for me right now. Just being a creative in this path and journey is just amazing for me. I, I love it. And, and I know your story and I want to get to the story for all the listeners, but can you just tell them where you're from? Because you're not originally from New York City. I mean, although you're a New Yorker now, but like what brought you here? Oh, well, I, I when people meet me, I always tell them I'm from the sun. Little joke that's like, hey, where's that? I'm like, right above you, look up. But yeah, so no. <laughs> yeah, so... No, I'm originally from Battle Creek, Michigan, home mm -hmm. of Kellogg's, Cereal City, aka home of the largest breakfast table in the world. We need to bring that back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Battle Creek, then I ended up going to school in Indiana for a little bit, then finished up my collegiate career at Ohio State University. And so I guess what brung me to New York when I was in like third grade, second grade, all of these assignments that we would have to do about where do you want to live? What do you want to do? I was always that ambitious kid. I was like, yo, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, firefighter, all these things, which I've played many of these roles within the entertainment industry. So that's great. Um, so, but the thing that stood out to me most was the works of art and literature, which I was exposed to at a young age. And most of those creatives were, if not all of them, were from New York or have lived in New York. So to me, it was already like lining up with my purpose and my plan. So I was like, yo, that's where I got to be when I grow up. So I was always knew like, yo, I was going to be in New York for whatever period of time I needed to be in New York. Um, I'm glad I can call this place home because it's definitely like helped me develop where I wanted to go. And it's still like, it's, it's just in the midst of everything. So like you can see it coming and it's going. It's like, yeah, that will bring me to New York. The, the creativity atmosphere and the people. And then the works of art and literature I was exposed to. And it's just the journey, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, it has an energy, like large urban cities have like just certain energies that you can feed off as a creative. I'm, you know, speaking for myself, and I don't know if you can attest to this or not, Elijah, but you feel the energy um, yeah. in the city. And, and sometimes that sparks or fuels your creativity. So getting into your modeling, can you give us a little bit about like what made you get into modeling or what sparked that idea? Ah, modeling. Oh, this takes me back. So <laughs> my very, very first ever experience with modeling, I knew absolutely nothing. Didn't even want to do it. My mom had put me and my siblings 
into this back to school program where I had to go into some um, school clothes from, I think it was Target at the time. Mm-hmm. And like, it was my freshman year of high school. So what, 2006 or something like that. Um, yeah, I ended up doing that runway show in high school before I even got there and then nothing. So here I am now doing the modeling stuff. It came back into my path when I was in college. I was walking through the mall. A few people would always come to me like, hey, you look great. You're a model, you're a model. And I'm like, uh, no, not yet. Uh, no, uh, sometimes. And then so <laughs> someone invited me out to something and it was just history ever since. They started giving me gigs, passing me gigs. And then I came to New York, started landing more gigs. And yeah, we're just growing and growing. And that's amazing because that's like such a, a story that you hear some of these like supermodels talk about. Like I was just walking around and, you know, you have a look that some scouts look for. And that that's amazing because you always hear about those stories. You're like, well, why? How does that even happen? But that that's a really good story. Like working as a model, Elijah, like what is the what is the process with that? Like, you know, I know we have spoke about on Fashion Decipher, go sees and um, being picked by designers. What is your mm-hmm. favorite? Is it runway to participate in? Is it more print ads? Like what is, what is some oh, of the yeah. process? Uh, so runway used to be a favorite of mine. It still has a place in my heart, but the way that runway is set up is just, I don't see myself doing certain things. Mm-hmm. But now I've been focusing more so on photo shoot aspects and editorials, e-commerce. I actually just did a shoot with Amazon this past weekend for an e-com thing with an athletic brand that I work with. Oh, wow. um, so my favorites are the photo shoots. It's just it's small teams, intimate teams. You're there. You have the lights. You have the camera. And you just focus on your angles and what you want to do, how you want to deliver it based on the information you're given. That's so amazing. yeah, photo shoots have my heart. And I, and I know, because I know with photo shoots, you know, if anybody has ever seen America's Next Top Model and, you know, they they tell them to, you know, push the product, like how, how do you bring, whether it's clothing or whatever, you know, that item to life inside of a photo? Like how do you, is there a certain pose? Is it a frame of mind that you, you sink yourself into? Like how do you bring those that look out to show not only you, but also the product? I'm so glad you asked that one because like a lot of people don't think about the clothes. They're like, oh yeah, you make the the person fit in the clothes. Like, nah, nah, nah. You make the clothes fit the person. And I've always heard this quote was like, the clothes will never make me. I make the clothes. Mm -hmm. So bringing them to life, what I like to get into my mindset, sometimes in shoots, it depends on the field. If it's beauty, I'm looking more to be like nature, trying to be more in tune with like my surroundings, the environment, the plants, maybe do some flowing stuff. If we're outside, like make my arms look like they're flowing or my legs lift and go with the breeze. Or if we're in like stone or concrete, try to stand more solid firm, you know, or offset it. Um, If it's more so urban style, I just, I just dive into like either my background where I grew up or like my artistic uh, creativity process, which is it goes from one point to the next very quick. So I could be thinking about let's deliver some monster types of like Frankenstein, whatever. And then, or deliver something like, all right, rap star, rock star, how you want to do this? It's all for what the what the designer wants, you know, that's in, in, in a sense, what the designer wants. They have a vision and it's up to the model to capture that vision and show that vision. And you know, what's interesting, Elijah, for a lot of the listeners, he also is a designer. 
So like when you step into that role, when you design and he has like a really creative brand, which I love is called Boxhead. Is that any different than when you also model? Do you feel that you have to put on a different hat, but because you know, or is it because you know both sides of it, like being in the model and now also being the designer and seeing the vision that you want portrayed within your clothes, is it, is it easier or harder to have that duality when you're switching both sides? Um, for me, it just depends on the moment. If I'm in the designing moment, I'm in the designing moment, literally. Yeah, they are different. There's a separate hat for each side, but definitely being a model, I can understand the model's perspective. So when I'm a designer and I'm looking at some of the models that are shooting in my garments and stuff, it's like, yo, okay, I can now visualize the angles that the photographer's actually picking up because I'm behind watching them. And then what the model is thinking maybe because I've been in their shoes. So like, if I can see the model's facial expressions, I can give them a few tips or tricks and like, hey, you know, just loosen up. Like it's literally just be yourself. Like, honestly, when I tell the models just be themselves, it works. So yeah, that separation, there's, there's very, there's a definite line between me as a model and then me as a designer. And I try to, I try to mix the two, but there's still that separation. When I'm modeling, it's about bringing the clothes to life. When I'm a designer, it's about, all right, for me, how is this going to fall on the models? So I'm thinking of more so the detail aspects of it as the designer. As a model, I just fall into it. Right, right. You're, you're giving what, whatever direction and, you know, leaning into what you can give when you have on the clothes. And for being a designer, you're expressing your own creativity, expecting models to do what you have done for other designers, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now and that's just, all about awareness. It's literally just awareness, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 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 key, you know, to 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 pay attention and also take direction. And I'm sure right. that that's you need that on both ends, you know, even being yes. a designer and a model. Um and speaking about Boxhead, can you give the listeners a little bit about the background of this this really creative brand that you have created and the meaning behind the name? So, yeah, Boxhead is definitely a brand that I wanted to create um, I've been talking about it and working on it since 2015 and finally got some garments made, finally got some models onto a runway. And what it's about is labels, um, breaking down those barriers that we place ourselves in and breaking down the barriers that we allow others to place us in. Uh, it was a childhood nickname. It was fun at times. So it was many things. But ultimately, it's about a declaration of owning yourself and your own identity. Just yeah. being outside the box, being a creative outside the box, not being boxed in. It's, it's all metaphorical. Yeah, I know. I love I love that idea. You know, become, being a creative myself, a lot of times when you're a child, not necessarily everyone understands you and no one is creative. You know, a lot of times you can kind of be by yourself and sometimes feel yeah. that, you know, you're different or you're strange or you're weird. So, you know, this brand and I, you know, I love the meaning behind it. If a young kid, you know, reads upon the, the box and head brand, they can connect to it in that way, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I love that about and it. And even about that is definitely, like I said, it's more has to do with the mental aspect of the individual. Mm -hmm. So starting out with Boxhead, it's all encompassing multimedia entertainment stuff. So there's the cartoons, there's the comics, there's the fashion, there's the music. It's all about what you want to put into your life and how you're going to get it out. That, that is really amazing. And what is the type of... Um 
look or the aesthetic that Boxhead brings to the clothing line? Like, what can people expect from the Boxhead brand? Well, it depends on the the, the structure or it depends on the side of it because mm-hmm. I do have a couple different sides of it. Definitely have an athletic side of Boxhead brand, which is going to partner with my other brand, FWA, mm-hmm. um, which more so mental, all body, physical wellness, mindfulness and stuff. So Boxhead partners with that brand is an athletic brand. So it's athletic, athleisure, athletic wear. And then you have the casual wear, of course. Um, but I see Boxhead being like, not necessarily urban, but high class urban feel. I like that. If that I mean, makes it's, sense. no, it does actually. It, it totally does. I, I, you know, I just like the way all creatives are going. You know, especially the opportunities that it's bringing us. You know, within this past year, um, since this, you know, the civil uprisings this past summer. Do you feel, you know, two ways? I'm going to ask you. Do you feel as a black model? Or, and as a black designer or, or in a creative in general, do you feel that there has there been more opportunity for you? Or do you think that even with that, it hasn't changed? You've been on a steady pace to do what you need to do to get where you are. Uh, or do you think things are opening up? Oof. I've been all over the place with this one. I feel stagnant. I feel like I'm growing. I feel like things opening up. I feel like things are closing down. It just depends on the time and day. Um, Definitely starting out, I was just very anxious and ready to get going and ready to put stuff out there. I still hold some of my work just because it's not ready yet, but stay tuned. Um, so starting out, definitely there's a stagnancy of it. Uh, you can feel like you're just running on a hamster wheel. I feel like um, I'm creating all this work, but not putting it in the right places. Mm-hmm. And then as you get that one connection, it's just, it literally just takes that one. You get one connection, one person to see your work, love your work, and boom, they want to do something with your work that you didn't even think of, and it's an entire movement. So definitely things have been opening up for sure. Ever since like the move and everything about moving from Michigan, Ohio, and then over here to New York, things have definitely been opening up more um, in alignment with my purpose. Speaking of, there's another thing that will assist me with boxing. I'm not going to speak too much on it, but mm-hmm. just applied for this fellowship. So we'll see how that goes. Oh my God, fingers crossed for you on that. I don't know what yes, it is, yes. but I'm excited because all good things have been happening for you. You know, I definitely have been watching your IG and you, you know, you really had some great movements, as you said, towards, you know, your goals. I will say, I agree with you, Elijah, like, you know, even being a creative and you put so much work out there, sometimes you feel um, exhausted. Sometimes you feel like you need support. Sometimes you feel like you want to quit. <laughs> and I've spoken, I've spoken on this with several other people doing um, other episodes with mm-hmm. designers and, you know, just people in the industry. And how do you cope with that? Um, Elijah, like how are, what are some of your coping mechanisms is, do you have a great support group? Do you, what, what do you tell yourself not to quit? Uh, For me, I I can't quit. Mm -hmm. I've always been that kid that's like, yo, I don't give up. And then that's even when people meet me, they realize like, oh, you do so much stuff. What don't you do? The only thing I tell them is I don't quit. Um, so as far as like me telling myself something, I've, I've always taken it back to like, I remember when I was 17, um, I started out like being on my own and stuff for real. So I remember I was taking it back to this quote, like, remember your why at the time, my why was very hazy and fuzzy, but it it was my family. I wasn't spending too much time with them as now. So it's like, it's making me want to keep 
going harder and harder just to elevate myself. Um, another why is like, yo, you got to do it for yourself. I had to realize like, yo, I want this and this is the life I see myself living, not just for me because I know it will benefit all those around me. And that's the goal for me, just benefit everyone around me, hopefully keep branching out, benefit more and more. Um, to and that, that's literally what I go through in my mind to not quit, that it's not just about me. It's, it's definitely larger than that. Like all my goals, I feel will definitely shape the way that people see the world, so. Yeah, and you need that connection. I mean, you know, even as an artist yourself, and I'm sure you have some artists who have um, you've been inspired by, and you know, even with oh, their yeah. stories, I'm I'm sure. Like, what are your favorite artists that you feel inspired by their story that makes you want to paint and and design? Okay. So visual artists, then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, in college, a visual artist of mine I came across was Romare Bearden. Oh, he was that. he was pretty dope. I love his um contour drawings and then of course we have the Basquiat and Picasso and Da Vinci definitely looked into all of their work because that's what was presented to me at a young age mm -hmm. um, as far as other artists yeah more so local artists like I know there's a couple artists like Club Bum I definitely love his work he does this disc disfigured faces and warped cartoons and real people and like Go, his name is Justin, but he goes by Club Bum on Instagram. He's, he's an amazing artist. Then Ronald Draper, he's an, a phenomenal artist as well, doing amazing things in Harlem and in Brooklyn. So those are some of the artists that I really look to. I try to look up people that are still here. Um, so those are the ones that get me. I love that. I mean, I, I totally agree with you on Bearded. I'm going to look up the other two um, and follow them as well. Um, Cause I'm, I'm definitely a person who is intrigued and inspired by art, even though I don't paint. Um, I used to yeah. draw, but oh, <laughs> even though you, I don't paint. If you ever um, driven through Harlem, you've probably seen some of the work. Have you ever seen those big love Harlem signs or yes. let's take Harlem back and stuff like that? I definitely seen that love was, Harlem. Yeah. So that was one of the artists. That was the artist that I was talking about. Oh, I actually amazing. had a good, have a good relationship with him. So. That's amazing. I mean, and it's good that you have like current artists and, you know, for inspiration who who's around you, because, you know, again, all, you know, it's a village and the village, yeah. you know, for people who are creatives, it, you need it, you know, you need it. Cause even when, like I said, you feel like you don't want to do it. Someone who's also in your circle, you see striving, you're like, oh, I got to keep pushing, you know, even, you know, re regardless of how you feel, it's, it's always an inspiration to, you know, have like good people that you're surrounded by. Who are you inspired by when it comes to fashion? Um, is there a particular designer? Is there a particular era that you are inspired by? Um, as far as errors go, I, I mean, that's tough. I, I try to stay in the moment. I do try to keep up with the times, but I guess I got an old. So I like more so, I definitely love the 60s vibes in mm -hmm. the 20s. Like those fashion senses, like if I can mix those perfectly, that would be amazing um as far as fashion goes not anything else really but uh as, and then as far as designers I mean the first one that came to my mind is another local designer of mine a friend of mine definitely um Damien Joel and then as far as like other brands that we may know of definitely at YSL I love their some of their garments and stuff and their designs and the fabrics that they use 
uh, as far as Armani goes, I would love to work with them too. Cause that, that aesthetic is just sleek for me. No, I totally agree with you on that. It, you always have to have the the, the few who kind of like stand out. Definitely YSL. I, I, I love the androgyny that mm-hmm. he created with women in tuxedos. That's like some of my favorite. The smoking suit is like one of my favorite things from YSL. So I definitely agree with you on that. Where do you see Boxhead going? Like, where do you where do you want the brand? I mean, not just you have like so many other things going with media and a comic strip. Like, where do you see the clothing brand going? Well, the clothing brand... I guess I'd have to start with why I even wanted the clothing brand first mm-hmm. again, because more so where I see the clothing brand going is just providing access to people. Right. Um, I want the, the custom pieces are definitely going to be more so exclusive pieces, which my clientele will have, but the general pieces, I want to be accessible to everyone. Um, because the way that we live in today's society we shouldn't have to pay for food, water, shelter, clothing, but we do. So I'm trying to implement systems which will have certain, which will have those needs accessible to the public. Mm-hmm. So starting out here with the clothes, boom. All right, we do clothing drives here, clothing drives there. Um, wherever it's placed, whether it be, I can definitely see myself some of the costume pieces and some movies for sure. Mm-hmm. And then as far as like the other pieces, I just wanted to be accessible to the public, literally. Just started making clothes because I didn't necessarily have access to them. So I always had to tweak stuff that my grandma would get from like Goodwill or something, or that I would get hand-me-down from my brothers or something like. So I would always tweak stuff. And that's what made me want to even do clothing as a product. And that's good. I mean, that's that that laid the ground, the foundation and the groundwork for a box set. I think that's it, that's a very good connection. The the costume pieces definitely would like to see in some films. Um, as far as the exclusive pieces, I would love to see on stages. Maybe I would love to just see people wearing them in the streets and like, oh shoot, that's I, we started that, we did that. Right. Like, all right, so that's just what I see. I love. I don't that. have a extravagant where and why, but I, it's just access. And like you were talking about your fitness. So mm-hmm. you, you're also into fitness and you're, you're working on athleisure. What exactly do you do? Are you also a trainer in this? Yes. Okay. I'm, actually a, I'm actually a certified personal trainer as well. And I'm working on my nutrition certification too. So I've been developing, I'm working on developing a six month program and then narrowing it down to a 30 day program as well. So that's why I haven't been talking too much about that or doing too much with it, but mm-hmm. definitely developing a few programs, whether it be with nutrition and with fitness or with just fitness part or with just nutrition. So with that, it's just another part of the, the, the full body wellness for people. And I mean, I have participated in his workouts um, on live. So I don't, you know, I don't know if you're going to start that back up, but I know I had sent that out to several of my friends. They loved it. And Elijah makes a way for you to work out right at home, but what you have at home, um, if you don't have access to a uh, gym equipment or you don't have access to weights, if you don't have them, you know, he shows you how to do it like right from home. And I think it was what, about like 30 minutes that one of the yeah. workouts. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's yeah. very easy. Like and 20, he kind of, inter- right. And you introduce people into working out what you have, you know, any products you have at home. And that's, and yeah. So I was definitely considering doing that again, actually working with a videographer. So I'm going to try and get, I'm going to get some fitness videos recorded and then placed online available so 
as far as going live, it was just a bit much at the time because mm -hmm. I had uh, so many other things going on. I couldn't just focus on and get on the live every day or every week. Like, all right, let's narrow it down and maybe do a program like every two weeks and then go back to it. So I'm, I'm, I'm considering opening it back up. Well, if you do, Elijah, let us know. We will share it. You know, everybody, I'm sure at this point, wants to get summertime fine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Especially with like possibly with everything opening back up as the vaccines roll out. So I'm pretty sure, you know, people want to connect with that and, you know, do what they have to because things are slowly changing. It looks like we're around in that curve. So I think that's actually mm -hmm. good. So you let us know and we'll absolutely oh. share that. Of course, I'm gonna throw it right your way first. <laughs> <laughs> and you also, I want everyone to also know that you also work with children. You know, you also are a teacher. And I, and again, one of the, the very amazing things about you, like your friend said, what don't you do? You know, you just, you have a way of working all these things into your life. And I know teaching for you has been also a passion because you work with kids who might be like you and be creative and you're, you're mm -hmm. helping bring those things out. Like, how is it also working as a teacher? Well, doing that is definitely, it's a joy in itself. It's definitely a, a I wouldn't say peace, but it's <laughs> very happy. It's very happy time. It's very inspirational. There we go. Um, just working with kids when I was doing it all for the after school programs and stuff that I was doing. Mm -hmm you would come across so many different, I'm gonna say grown little individuals because their mindsets are grown. Like, <laughs> right. especially here in New York, they just got it and they know they got it. They come to you as like, yo, why are you doing this? Why are you doing it? And they have the questions for you too. So I love that. Absolutely love it. It's a, oh man, how to explain this? I'm trying to find all the words, but my mind is racing in a thousand different places. So. <laughs> Working with kids is just amazing. Uh, it can be hard at times. It's definitely difficult. I actually finished up over the summer doing a vir doing virtual art classes with some kids, with a few students for Arts Empowerment Group. Oh, They're wow. great NYC access for people too as well. Uh, can you can you rephrase the question again, please? Right. <laughs> no, oh, listen, listeners have to know like that's what being a creative. I know I saw a meme once. It was like being a creative is having like a million tabs open at once in your browser. Yeah. I so I understand that that's fine. I was just saying like you know your passion. What is it like working with children? I think you summed that up. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I know that's like one of your goals. And how do you use some of your art to connect with them? Like, do you also try to help them creativity or? Um, yeah. Of of course, absolutely. Like art is life. So I see everything in life as an art from making the pencils to making the paper to educating in itself. It's all an art form. Um, so when I introduce my style of art or my art of choice, the kids tend to love it. And then some of them just start drawing right away. Like, oh, I'm not that good, but I'm gonna get there. And it's just great to see that they're enthusiastic about actually growing. Because like that for me, art, the reason I say art is life is because it develops the new CEOs that we will see. Mm. Art truly is a need and it's very underviewed as such because 30 to 60 minutes a day of creativity within art drastically improves your, your neocortex reflexes and your thalamus process, which is the creative parts of the brain. So working with the kids shows me that and it definitely gets me back into that and just the passion for that is just, yeah, like kids coming up to you every day with a new piece that they did wanting to show you their work. I had so many kids come to me say, hey, I'm glad we made comics. I showed you this. I did this. Some of my kids actually from middle school are now 
like putting online comic books together and stuff oh, and wow. sending it to me. And I'm like, yo, this is dope. Keep going because you are definitely going to turn this into a cartoon. I'm going to watch when I'm 60. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And so you said something that is so key, Elijah, and, it, and it's true because I, you know, for me growing up, I was, I always drew, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't really go for, far with it because, you know, mm -hmm. so many adults kind of discourage you saying that, you know, that yeah. is, um, you'll never make any money. You'll be what they yes. call, quote unquote, a starving artist. Um, yes. you know, you need to get a more, uh, stable, you know, career. And what's funny about that, Elijah, and I don't know how you feel about that now is that almost all the nine to five jobs, you know, that we have known due to the pandemic, a lot of them are gone and a lot of them are not coming back. And what's yes. interesting is that social media has created is a platform where creatives can thrive. So it's so right. funny that it's such the opposite now. Like, what do you feel about that? I love it. This is a time for creatives. Like a lot of creatives definitely need to dive into self and do the work to heal, to grow and put that into your art yeah. because that will show the vulnerableness that people are looking for with you. People want to see the real you. And the only way to do that is to actually dive into self and your art. Um, and as, and you said something else here too, when it's like the struggling artist or the starving artist, you said, I think the starving artist was yeah, the quote. That was the thing and they kind of like, threw in your face. <laughs> yes, they throw that in my face all the time, but I have a different perspective of it. Like, okay, you may not have all the money that you need starting out with your art, but you're not starving because you're filling yourself with the love and the passion that you're putting out. Oh, so it's that. like that, that is a way to look at it too. And then that for me, like, when you were speaking and it was just making me think, oh, this is Boxhead. It's the boxes that people place us in. Right. And that's the whole part of that. That's another addition. Yeah, it so just, it, it toggles right back to it. Putting the art out there. This is definitely a time for creatives. And I absolutely, I, it has its pros and cons, mm -hmm. but I still love this time because it's part of the journey. Again, I'm gonna always go back to that. So I love it. I love it. To answer that question, yes, this is a great time to be in. Yeah, it's a total great time to be creative. You know, you, I think there's so many creators that are excelling right now. Um, I think the time that the quarantine provided, and again, I never want anyone to feel like as if if people are not doing anything because they're having a hard time coping with it, that's okay mm -hmm. too. But I know a lot yes. of people who are creatives that have just been thriving and just going back to the the essence of what they were before looking for that job or that career job that can, you know, put them in a position of power or financial uh you know, security, you know, creativity, it's bringing them back to that beginning. And, I, and I've seen so many people grow over this past year. And, I, and you're definitely one of the people, Elijah. I mean, mm -hmm. meeting, it's so interesting, everybody. Like I met Elijah at an FIT event. And oh, yeah. it's so interesting because I think you had said you weren't even supposed to be there, right? I wasn't, I really wasn't. <laughs> one of my friends invited me because I missed the casting and it was like, oh, wait, here we are. Right, right. And then, we, you know, we kind of mingled after and everybody kind of, you know, was networking. And, you know, even with that, Elijah, like how important, I, and I want to stress this to everyone, even the kids, and I know you probably talk to your kids about this when you teach, it is extremely important for to network and it's extremely mm -hmm. important to build uh, a networking, like a movable networking connections as you're coming up um, and coming from out of college. Like how is right. important, do you stress that to, to the kids that you teach? Oh, of course. And I was literally just talking to someone about it today. I was talking to my niece about it and my partner. So like the networking aspect is what kids are missing. 
Yeah. Like we don't emphasize that enough in the school. It's like, yes, educate yourselves. Yes, know all that you can know, but understand you can be the highest paid employee because you don't have social skills. And if you have those social skills and networking, then guess what? You might be the CEO or you might just be the owner and you not even have to work, don't even have to work other than marketing yourself and branding yourself more so. That is so true. And you had, it's so funny because that toggles back to what you said earlier about it just takes that one person. And Mm -hmm. when you're networking, you know, you never know who you're going to run into to be that one person. It could be that person that can, you know, get you into the door that you need to get into, you know, like those gatekeepers that people talk about. So it's so true. And I, I don't think that's stressed enough, like you said, to a lot of young kids, you know, going to college for me the thing was get a job and get good grades. Mm -hmm. And you don't really know how important networking is because a lot of times when, Mm -hmm. let's say you're out of work, like a lot of people are now, you can utilize those, you know, those network connections now, you know, this is the time now to reach out to people to be like, Hey, you know, I know we spoke X amount of, you know, years ago, what's going on with you now? How is everything, you know? And I I think that that's like a, a big, a big, big thing that, you know, us as people of color and as creators really have to stress. Yeah, and that's definitely something I I need to still work on too. Cause like you can have the network, but you gotta also cultivate it. Yeah. So like you can go out and meet these people, get the contacts and change it. And like you said, a few years down the line, come back. It was like, hey, I know we haven't talked much, but hey, what's going on with you? Like it's yeah. a simple call. So yeah, definitely networking is crucial. And I definitely, definitely talk to everyone about that too. Um, just talk to people. Because a lot of times people say, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. (laughs) It's a combination of both. But yeah, who you know will definitely get you in the door. That brings me to another story, actually. I had a a personal training client of mine. He was in retirement. He was like 60-something years old. And he was like, yeah, I'm just living life traveling. And then one of his friends called and was like, hey, we got the CEO position available. Do you want it? And it was just like that. He, he went in the next day and he's the CEO out of retirement. Oh. I'm like, okay. Just because he said he was bored. <laughs> I was like, okay, wow. So it's just like who you know can give you some amazing opportunities. Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. And it's so key. You know, even and, meeting you, I, you mm-hmm. know, you introduced me to Mimi. Like there's so many, you know, just you keep going down the line. So you just never know. And yeah, and in addition to that, with the who you know, you have to emphasize do they know you and how well? Because if they don't know you, then they're not going to put you in front of somebody that's offering an opportunity to someone with your stature. That's true. That is very true. That is very true. Like it's just, it's all points to, to think about. And I, you know, like, that's why I'm glad that I was able to speak to you and, you know, you decided to, to be on fashion cipher, because I feel that, you know, it's not just only about, you know, just fashion It's also about just being a creative and, and the struggles. Yeah. I always, I always want to highlight the struggles because the one thing that people don't tell you is the difficulties in it. And I think if we're honest, um, with a lot of, and I know you're probably like this with the, the kids that you teach, if you're honest that, like you said, consistently putting in the work, you'll be prepared for the challenges. And not saying that they're not hard, but at least you'll say, hey, I know what's coming. I know what's expected of me. I know what I I expect of myself and I'll have to deal with it. But a lot of times when people see just the easy or they see the success, they don't know how hard people struggle. People don't necessarily see the struggle or hear about it. But honestly, every single level has a struggle. And people may feel like, I'm not where I used to be by any means. But my emotions have probably went to lower points 
than when I used to be where I was because it's a different level it's a different struggle but I'm still feeling it the same way so you know it 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 comes with its territory every every level has its challenges and struggles you're absolutely right about that I I love that Elijah it's true (laughs) it's so true and I just like I said I'm just so happy that I'm speaking to so many people I've met while doing the podcast and everyone definitely is highlighting those things and I just think that it's a necessary evil to discuss yes yes always so Elijah, tell us this, um, where can people connect with you if they want to hire you as a model? Where can people connect with you if they're interested in the Boxhead brand or even a uh, personal trainer? I know you're busy, but um, personal yeah. trainer, um, where can they connect with you? All those things to, you know, if, if they are interested and connect you within those ways. Um, well, right now I just use a lot of Instagram and I have my, my links on my main Instagram account, which is Elisha Glass the fourth. So E-L-I-S-H-A-G-L-A-S-S-I-V. That's my modeling Instagram account. But I also have my other links to my fitness account, my box head brand, and my YouTube is what I'm working on revamping, Twitter working on still. And there will be another website coming up, which is going to be the exact same name as my Instagram account. So I already have that. It's in the works. Um, so that will be available very soon. I love that. And Elijah, where do you see yourself going? Where do you see Boxhead going? Any projects that are interested in talking about coming up? Um, yeah, I see myself going, I guess. I mean, corny, cliche, whatever you want to say, but up. Yeah, I guess just go up, just keep elevating. That's what I got right now. Uh, Keep learning as much as I can, networking with who I can and elevating. Um, As far as working on right now, I guess I definitely just applied to this artist fellowship. Mm -hmm. So that one, when I land it, I'm speaking in positive positives. When I land it, Mm -hmm. I'll be able to create some public workspaces for New York and then hopefully throughout the country and so on. Um, that's what I'm doing as far as my visual art goes, which I know is definitely just going to fuel the box head in itself. Um, I definitely had a few shirts just made recently. So I've been shipping those out to a few people just to see how they wear and tear. Yeah. Just fine tuning some of the quality of products that I'm about to put out. And I know you had mentioned something about you're doing a special event for Juneteenth. Should we all be looking forward to that? Yes, yes. So I am doing an event Juneteenth. I have a setup. I'm going to have about eight different models, a couple um, directors, a couple photographers. Just going to do like a, a cookout slash celebration okay. along with a photo shoot. So. Oh, I like that. And what will be, will this will be in Harlem? Um, I'm still scouting locations. It's more mm-hmm. so going to probably be around like a beach setting. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. So we look forward to that. Elijah, thank you so much for being part of Fashion Decipher. We are so excited to see where your career goes. And just speaking to a fellow creative, you know, thank you for talking to me about all the struggles, but also all the good things that comes along with it as well. Right. You you can't ignore the struggles, but you have to value every little good. Like me just breathing and you actually asking me to be on here. I love it. I'm amazed. And I'm like, yo, thank you. So absolutely. This conversation just brought me new energy. I'm like, okay, what else could I do? So- Elijah, you definitely, you you helped the inspiration and I appreciate that. About to go paint now, actually. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Elijah, thank you so much. And we look forward to uh, um, seeing where you go in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
拜拜。Hi guys, it's Sean. Make sure you visit our website, fashiondecipher.com, to get a visual on what we're talking to you about. Check out pics from events, of guest speakers, and exhibits. If you miss anything we post, you can visit our archives page. Also, while you're there, hit that subscribe button. Leave your email, and if you like, a comment. Tell us what you think or what you would want to hear on an upcoming episode. Don't forget to follow and friend Fashion Decipher on social media. Check out what we're up to. Speak with you next week. Thank you.